Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, hosting a friend raiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. You are now inside the play call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today we have a very, very special guest, my brother, Ramon, a.k.a. Quiet Storm. Ramon Walker, what up, bro? How are you? What's up, brother? I'm good, man. I can't complain. I'm, I'm here. I'm still living life, loving it. Dig it, man. It's good to see you, man. So, so how I prep before these interviews, I play music that kind of reminds me of the guests <laughs> to kind of like set the toe. I'm going to let this ride for a second. <laughs> That's our old juvenile, man. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it kept, it kept us motivated, man. <laughs> Man, you would think you from the South, man. You're from Akron, man. You're from 30, 40 minutes from our hometown, man. How did you get put on to the hot boy, juvenile, young little way in that clique? Uh, man, one thing about Akron, man, you get a mix of all musics from East Coast, West Coast, down South, whatever it was, man. We got it. We had a record shop called Two Live Music, man, and we would just go and pick up, you know, the new CD that was dropping that Friday, you know what I mean? So... It was always some coming out, some new. You know, we gave everything a listen. So that's Dig how it. I got put on. Dig it. And so speaking of music, you know the importance of warming up and stretching. So I got a warm up question for you. You ready? All right. If you're going to listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight, who are you selecting? All they need is one. Oh, man. It's kind of tough. I mean, but with the, I guess with my mood now and everything going on, uh, Nipsey Hussle probably would be my one uh, that I could listen to 30, 30 days straight. So dedication, that yeah. hard work, plus man, cla- classics, classics, you. man. So, so, so now, were you on Nipsey before he was killed? I was, man. I, <clears throat> I was actually like, like you said, I was one of the first people down here listening to him. So, uh, you know, I kind of got put on uh, through mixtapes and you know through some of his old stuff. And uh, actually got to see him perform here in Houston when he was still trying to, you know, make a way. So uh, after I heard him live, man, it was just on from there. I just, I, you know, I felt his emotions, his, you know, his uh, his messages, uh, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit. I felt it all. So uh, yeah, that's how that's how I got going to him. R.P. Nip, R.P. Nip. Marathon continues. Yes, sir. Got it. You have a choice. Would you rather have a Hall of Fame career with zero rings or coming off the bench with three rings? So Hall of Fame, no rings, coming off the bench, you got three rings. Oh, man. That's tough. I mean, yes, you want to be recognized as one of the best in your profession. Uh, But that also means – you might not be able to win at the highest level if you're not in the right situation. So for me, uh, my whole goal when I played was to win. So I was willing to do 
and play whatever role I had to play uh, to win. So for me, uh, yes, I want to be recognized as one of the best, but uh, being part of a team, I, I would rather win a, win three Super Bowls and come off the bench. That's just dig it, dig it, dig it. So, so in basketball, it's like Charles Barkley or Robert Ory. So you right. you on Robert Ory? I'm Robert Ory all day. All right, fair enough. That's love. I mean, personally, I think I'm going Charles Barkley, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know how it is, man. Some players they got the talent to be Hall of Famers, but you yeah. know they 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 uh, rather have a, a good situation for themselves and their families uh, than you know be be selfish. I think so. I dig it. No, I dig it. I dig it. Favorite TV show of all time. You go watch it until this day. Oh man, shoot! I gotta go with uh. A good old Cosby show, man. Cosby. Mm. Yeah, You know, classic. Good, different world Cosby show. Either one of those two. You can watch marathons over and over, man. What uh, what episodes come to mind? Cosby show. Uh, Gordon Gartrell, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Gordon Gartrell, man. Uh, you know, he uh, he wanted to buy that shirt, and the shirt cost too much, man. So, right. the went, to, went to go make it for him. <laughs> yeah, so, so Theo wanted this shirt, it was so yeah. expensive, and so his sister Denise said she could make it. And yep. it did not come out the same way. That <laughs> all Gordon classic, Gartrell. man. Classic. <laughs> that is a classic. That's a classic shirt. Hilarious. Uh, yep, so, yep, Ron, yep. take us back, man. You, you spoke about it a little bit, Akron, A.K. Ron. Talk about your hometown upbringing and also your uh, your early engagement with sports. Oh man, from Akron, Ohio. Uh, you know, three three zero seven one. You already know. I mean, you know, the neighborhood you 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 claim and rep represent. Uh, home of LeBron James. You know. Uh, I'm gonna pause you here. <laughs> just a kid from Akron so just I share this story often I don't think I'd be shared with you uh-huh. I share the story when I first heard about LeBron James I actually speak uh-huh. about you and I think Trey used to talk about him and Trey as well you know uh-huh. another former teammate from Akron our brother you know what I mean big old Trey right. but the you all kept talking about this kid from your hometown like he was about to be the next Jordan the next Kobe and uh-huh. then Everybody think that guy from the hometown is nice, right? You're right. like, oh, he nice. Okay, yeah, whatever. You're like, he ain't, he ain't gonna be like, he ain't gonna be like that though, right? And so I remember going back and watching him at playing against um, some high school at Youngstown State because they can hold the gym. I mean, at the high school gym, I was like, who's that grown man out there with the little kids? And, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, shoot, the rest is history now. But it's crazy yeah. that you all were talking about him when we were in college. He he was a he was still in high school. And it was like, man, it was hard to be like, yeah, whatever, mom, whatever, mom. But then, yeah, right. like, you want the greatest to ever <laughs> yeah, do it. Man. Go ahead, A.K. Ron. Uh, yeah, true story, though, to touch back on LeBron, man. Uh, I was in eighth grade, ninth grade. I think I was going to ninth grade, man. And, uh, you know, during the summer, you know, you do your summer leagues and whatnot. And the high schools actually coach the younger kids, you know, growing, you know, that's, you know, that comes to the camps and all of that stuff. And LeBron was one of my kids, man, that I coached. Mm. And we actually won the whole thing, won the whole summer league championship. So that's not uh, surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising. But when you go back and you see that kid from then, uh, he always had it, man, always. So just a little story, touch back on him, man. Good player, great player. I'm biased, I know. Uh, between him and the Jordan conversation, you know, the GOAT. 
Uh, but he's my GOAT, man. Best ever. I'm going with him because not only what he's done on the court, but it's been so impressive off the court. I mean, we, we know That's his right. story, where he, he came from, and, and, and like the off the field, how he conducts himself, how he's a father, a business person, how he gives back to the community, like bar none, like he's awesome. That's right. I love Jordan. That's right. But, but like the complete picture, I'm, I'm yeah. going LeBron. You got to go with him. But yeah, man, Akron, Ohio's finest. Uh, <clears throat> just growing up, man, with my, you know, playing sports, you played everything. You just didn't play football. You played basketball. You tried track, you know, you, uh, you know, baseball really wasn't available to us. You know, some kids played, but for us who were, you know, uh, a little underprivileged, uh, we didn't have the, the finances to play baseball. So uh, with anything that you could play, uh, you played uh you played in the street, you played in in the rocks, you played on the yeah. concrete, you played wherever you could play. So uh, I think that shaped uh, toughness and, you know, all the things that come with being a competitor, uh, just playing against the older kids and, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, now, what, uh, what athletes did you look up to growing up? Uh, growing up, uh, my favorite was uh, always Jerry Rice, you know. Uh, Jerry Rice, hardest working man, on the field, uh, always stood out. And one thing about him is, you know, he always had, you know, he had obviously had Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but you even think about when he uh, was in the, at, at the Raiders, you know, never had a – he never fell off, man. He still had like 80-something receptions as a 40-year-old, you know. Did he? I didn't know he had that many. Wow. Yeah. I think he, I think he still had like, you know, 80-something receptions, something crazy like that. But uh, he's the GOAT. Uh, so he was always one of my favorite players, uh, just by you know what he did on and off the field. So now we're gonna talk about football, but I know you have a, uh, a love for basketball. You played basketball in high school. So how far did That's you right. take your basketball career? Did you play through your senior year, or, when did, or did you stop before that? Oh no, I played all the way through my senior year. Uh, I had some Division One AA, maybe Division Two scholarship offers, but. You know, it wasn't like I was gonna make basketball my my thing. You know, I was wasn't that that great of a player. I was a, a role player. You know, uh, somebody who could give you ten points, ten rebounds. You know, five steals, five assists. I was one of those guys. So, uh, you know, I, I played my role and I played it well. Uh, so, uh, football was always my thing. I knew it was gonna be uh, what I chose to pursue. Now, did you play the? Um... And, and basketball, you played a two, two and a three? I played the three. You played a three, small forward, yeah, played, small forward. Yeah. And then even even with me being a football player, I was always tough enough to guard, you know, the taller, bigger guys, you know what I mean? So I always drew some of those uh, assignments, you know, guarding the centers or the power forwards who were, you know, pretty good players. You know, I was always able to get down there and battle with them. So, so you went to uh, Bookdale High School. Uh, how was the recruiting process for you? You were a standout athlete, uh, football player there. So <clears throat> what schools were you considering leaving high school? Oh, man. Uh, my junior year is when I really, you know, started to take off. You know, we were, had a playoff run where we uh, lost the state championship game. But uh, I was, you know, not a starter yet. I was still – let me think. Yeah, I was still a – no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me change that. That was my sophomore year. Uh, wasn't a starter yet. We had a run to a state championship, you know, uh, but I started to work myself onto the field. And uh, after that year, 
that's when I, my recruiting start to take off. So going into my junior year, uh, <clears throat> uh, a lot of offers start coming in. You know, so, I was so wait, right remind back. me on offense. Did you play running back? I played running back, receiver. I played uh, played it all, man. I played and tight then on uh, yeah, yeah, man. On some, I had to get on the field, man. I had to get on the field, so uh, I was a receiving tight end. You know what I mean? But uh, a defense that was straight linebacker. Uh, yeah, never even played defensive backs. I was undersized, but I was fast and I was instinctive, so uh, it helped me help me flourish. Mm. So back to the recruiting process. Yeah, recruiting uh, started to take off my junior year. Uh, a lot of a lot of mail, you know. Back then, mail was big, you know, boxes <laughs> and boxes of mail. I know you went through it too. Uh, <clears throat> phone calls, meetings, coaches, and then the offers start coming in. Um, going all the way to my senior year, the offers kept growing and growing. You know, uh, one thing I screwed up on was I waited to take my tests, my ACTs and my SATs. I waited, so a lot of those offers that were on the table. Uh, they pulled them. They pulled them mm. because I didn't have the test scores. Uh, not saying that I couldn't have passed the test or, you know, that I wasn't smart enough. My had a high enough GPA, you know what I mean? I had 3.2 GPA. Uh, but not having that test score, it hurt me. You know, coming out of Ohio, you know, you had some of the best athletes and some of the best players. You can't wait for scholarships. You have to seize them when you have them. So <clears throat> it hurt me. Ohio State, you know, uh, they, they went with Mike Doss, you know what I mean? Because that was their safety, you know. Uh, a couple of other places, Cincinnati, you know, uh, who else? Wisconsin, you know, it's a bunch mm -hmm. of – the list goes on, man. Every big, big school that you can imagine I had. But after I didn't have that test, it dwindled down to Mac schools and Pitt and Rhode mm -hmm. Island. And, you know, the list shrunk so fast. I just wanted to be able to play on that big stage against competition, you know, that I felt that I was supposed to be playing against. So uh, hmm. I chose Pitt. Wow. And so, so fast forward a little bit, congratulations. I mean, your, your son received an athletic scholarship to play at the basketball at a division one level. And so going through the process from your learning experience, how did that help you like guiding your son through that? Oh man, it was uh, actually, uh, or compare it, a, it, it actually played a big part into it because you know with COVID going on he had just started getting his offers you know what I mean uh the Arkansas and the, uh you know uh who else who did he have he had uh Tulsa he had some of the bigger schools down here uh after him U of H obviously we chose uh but with COVID uh we didn't know how the AAU season would pan out. We didn't know how the uh, <clears throat> the uh, actual high school season would pan out. So we decided to take a proactive approach and say, all right, you know, you've been here in Houston, you've seen the facilities, you've been, you know, uh, involved with the, the coaches. I mean, you've spoken to them, you, you have a relationship with them there. Uh, we don't know how it's going to pan out. So it might be in your best interest to, to start deciding where you, how you want to narrow this list down and who you want to choose. Because, you know, you also have the graduate transfers and the transfer portals and all of that stuff. So we figured scholarships would, 
start dwindling down. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> obviously we decided to go ahead and make our decision. And uh, it's one that he's happy with. So That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's such a blessing. Congratulations again to you, you and yes, entire sir. family. Appreciate it. And I uh, look forward oh, to yeah. seeing your son uh, thrive. The, uh, so taking yes, it back sir. to the pit. Held a pit. That's where we met. We came in the same yep. year, man. That's where the brother uh, started. Yep. The um, yep. talk about your time. Your time at uh at Pitt. Actually, no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh let's start early, man. But uh, Johnstown, man. <laughs> oh, I was like man. your first pit is about what hour and a half oh, uh, outside man. of Pittsburgh, in the middle of the woods, man. So how was it transitioning from a high school uh, student athlete to college student athlete? Uh, I don't think the transition. Uh really hit me until school started, you know what I mean? And you had to have the schedule and you had to be a certain place and you didn't have the freedom and the time to, you know, to actually do what you wanted to do. But Johnstown, it was all football, man. So other than it feeling like Groundhog Day, you know, I was in heaven, man. I, I love football. So uh, if I can play every day, shoot, that's what I wanted to do. So uh Really wasn't too hard being away from home or being away in the middle of the woods, uh, but the the monotony of the uh, the same thing every day, all day, uh, it took its toll. You know, plus your body's not used to it, so you you got beat up pretty good by uh, basically playing with grown men. You know, yeah. playing against men and 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 not high school kids. <laughs> it's a big yeah. difference. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, your body took a beating because obviously, you know, we wasn't ready uh, physically uh, when we first got to school. So uh, that was something Buddy, <laughs> buddy took care of pretty Definitely, quick. definitely. Yeah, they had strength and conditioning coach there. Yeah, I remember uh, it was three three, uh, three Musketeers, the three Amigos, the three young young pups, uh, defensive oh, back. Yeah. You, yep. you, D. Rich. Shout out to oh, D. Rich yeah. and myself, the three of us, man. We uh yep. we stayed tight. I remember walking. I know me, man. I was ready to go home. Like, this, man? <laughs> like, like I said, it's craziness. Time, it kept going on. It was raining. Man. Like this yep. in the middle of nowhere. But like, man, what is this, man? But it's Groundhog Day. It, it helps shape you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually talked to D. Rich uh beginning of the week, man. He's uh he's doing well. He's out in Arizona. So uh shout yeah. out to D. Rich. Shout out to D. Rich. Yeah, we stay connected sometimes in social media, man. That's love, yeah. man. That's what's yeah. up. So so when you think about your time at Pitt, man, what's some of the fondest memories that come to mind, whether it's on or off the field? Uh off the field was like you said, man, uh the first day we got there. I remember walking up to Sutherland Hall and I seen you and D rich, man. And we just kind of walked through the doors together, man. I, I still remember that. Um, and we was attached since then, man. And so, uh, that was one of the, you know, first memories, early memories, best memories. Cause I, I have brothers, you know, that for life, you know what I mean? Brothers that I met and I can remember the first day we met. So, uh, that's a big memory for me. And, uh, something else was, uh, maybe our first Thursday night national game against Syracuse. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, it was a Thursday night game, and uh, I think Freeney was playing. Man, they had David Tyree. I think they had, a, you know, some some big-name players on that team. Right. And uh, we took them down to the wire, man. I think I had, like, 19 tackles, something crazy. Uh, special teams, tackles, man. It was It was a – a hell of a game and I think that was your what, red shirt freshman year red shirt freshman year yeah I think we ended up losing but we barely lost man and it was national tv and uh I just remember the cameras everybody the crowd it was it was a 
pretty crazy environment, man. So uh, probably one of my best and first memories, and obviously, you know, the Notre Dame game, last yeah. game in Pitt Stadium. Uh, another one, made some big plays in that game. As, as uh, you know, Latif and John and everybody else, uh, just a great team win uh, to send the, you know, send the Pitt Stadium out the right way. So I don't um, – I'm trying to remember. So, I remember that, that Notre Dame, when uh, you hit the – I think you – did you – you did, did you hit the running back or you just took the ball from him? I hit him first. Ball? I hit you him hit, first. Okay. Yeah, I was going to make the tackle, man, and uh, it was kind of like a scrum, you know what I mean? Like it was, a you know, a bunch of people around, so he wasn't going down. So, I said, you know what, let me just see if I can strip this ball, man. And uh, got the ball out, start running the other way, and, uh, you know, that's just pit pit history, you know. Definitely, man. I mean, you are, and I'm not just saying this because you're my brother. You are one of the best safeties to come out of uh, the University of Pittsburgh. And and, and when I think about even your retro freshman year, the, like the plays you made, like in college, you were not a big guy, man. So like like what was your size in school? What's like the heaviest weight, baby? What two o five? Two ten? Two two o five. Uh, that was my 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 redshirt junior year. That was the heaviest I, I was, man. My body was finally physically ready to take the 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 uh, the toll of uh, being a D one athlete. You know what I mean? Uh, but before that, man, I got the pit. I was one seventy seven or one seventy five. Yeah. Something crazy. But but the thing is, so, you know what? You know what? I wonder if the the linebacker in high school and also the mentality mentality. Like even if your body wasn't ready, bro, you you brought the pain, you brought the thunder, and you were mentally, fearless. yeah. Like, have you always been yeah. like that? Like, where did that come from, man? What is that? Man, just you know, I had an older brother, you know, and <clears throat> I really, honestly believe just playing. I always played against the older guys, and uh, just being a part of our household between him and my uncle, that you couldn't have no fear. You had to be ready to. Uh, show up and show out. You know what I'm saying? You had to play ball. Uh, so I probably attribute that attribute came from my older brother, man. He he uh, showed me how to, you know, the game of football showed me how to play. And uh, toughness was big. You know what I mean? So. And so I forgot which year it was, but I mean, you dealt with, uh, you know, some significant injuries your time. I, picked. I remember there was one season where you barely practiced and then. Yeah, man. You you be uh, ready for the game and, and gotta go. So like, how was it dealing with like the, all the the injury issues? And I can remember uh, just uh, being a red shirt, having a red shirt on, couldn't tackle, couldn't get hit, uh, just going through plays. Man, that was my practice. But I also can remember uh, after a game, man, laying in my dorm room and arms down to my side because I can't lift my shoulders up, you know. Uh, and so, so was that the main issues? A, a shoulder, shoulder, injury? shoulder, shoulder, separated shoulder. I separated my shoulder a couple of times, both of them. Uh, but buddy being buddy, he, you know, he just doesn't just know uh, how to work out. He knows how to rehab also. So uh, he rehabbed me the right way and got my shoulder strong and uh, made sure that I didn't have those issues anymore. So after my red shirt year, uh, going into that off season, a lot of work was put in and never had those issues again, man. So I, you know, obviously give all the credit to Buddy and his knowledge and, uh, you know, how he trains and how he gets players ready and, and healthy. 
Yeah, shout out to Buddy. Yeah, Buddy's still oh, yeah. holding it down there in Arizona. Man, holding it down, man. Best to ever do it. Yeah, nah, definitely, definitely. I mean, man, we could go on and on about college stories. Some of the stuff we're That's not right. going to share on air. <laughs> on <the story>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, you asked, we brought up Trey earlier. I'm going to bring up Trey again. Uh, I remember we were all living in Sutherland, Sutherland Hall in the dorm. And for some reason, somehow, like Trey ended up moving into your <laughs> small dorm room and you were living and sleeping underneath your bed. I mean, Trey oh, was man. at the time 6'3, six, three, six, three, three, like, 300, 300 pounds. Right, right. <laughs> what, what was pounds. that about? How long was he there for? Oh. Man, I can't remember exactly how long he stayed, but I think it was a combination of issues with a roommate and uh, homesickness. So, you know, we from the same school, same high school, same city. Um, we were we like family, man. We still are. Uh, you know, those dorm beds, they once you flip them upside down, they 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 lift it up, man. Right. So, it was almost like a bunk bed. So he brung his mattress and put it under <laughs> there, man. And, and he was living under there <laughs> like a troll. <laughs> man, shout out to Trey. I wish you had images of that, man. That would be great. Oh, Throwback yeah. Thursday. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. But, yeah, he uh he finally got over his homesickness, man, and he uh moved into his own door. <laughs> and so, uh, everything was good. Mo, you decided to leave school early. What came into some of the, the decision and thought process behind that to pursue your, to pursue your dream of being in, in the NFL? Uh. Like you said, it was always a dream uh, and uh, just have that opportunity. I just felt like for me and my family, uh, just growing up how I grew up, you know, like I said before, underprivileged and uh, I was just trying to make life better for, you know, me and my family. So uh, that, that was the biggest decision. Plus I had, you know, my wife and, you know, we have a daughter. So we, you know, she was played a big role in that too. So uh that was a big thing. So, so how was draft day for you? Where were you? What were you hearing? Take us uh, to draft day. Draft day. Um, draft day was it was okay. I mean, once you start falling down the draft boards, uh, you kind of, kind of, uh, you know, you have some some resentment, some some bitter feelings. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, the opportunity is what you wanted. You know, I was still at uh, still at our apartment over there on North. Oh, was it North Craig or just in Pittsburgh? It was in Pittsburgh. Um, okay, I was in Pittsburgh just hanging with the family because I didn't know where I was going to go, or I didn't even know if I was going to get drafted. But uh, I was hearing anywhere from second to to fifth round. You know, okay. what I mean, I was, you know, based on my work. That's a huge gap, man. Yeah, yeah, because I was I was graded I graded as a second round prospect, but. Uh, I had some injuries, some hamstring issues and stuff during training. So uh, that, that kind of <clears throat> hurt some of my workouts. Uh, so I didn't do as well as I, I should have done. I still ran the 40 well, but some of my drill work was uh, one to the uh, standard that I, I was used to. So uh, I dropped down to fifth round. So uh, once I got the call, man, I was, you know, happy as could be, man. I, I just wanted the opportunity and, uh, you know, it was on from there. So the Houston, Texas, man. Houston, Texas. Yeah. So how did uh how was that transition from being a college athlete to a pro athlete now? Uh the transition from college to pro, uh I think it was about the same, except you 
you didn't have your, you know, your classes, obviously you just focused on football, but you did have the classroom for football. You know what I mean? So a lot of studying, a lot of film work, uh, a lot of uh, playbooks. Uh, I mean, it was, it, it, it was a job, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, Oh, I can do it if I want to or not. No, you had to do it. So uh, your livelihood depended on it. So now how was it dealing off the field? I mean, did you end up finding you got new relatives and all that other stuff or, or, or was that, was that pretty uh, manageable for you? Oh, it's pretty manageable. Always, uh, you know, our family is, uh, you know, my grandmother raises, uh, you know, so we always had extended family around. So, Pretty much we knew everybody, you know what I mean? She made yeah. sure of it. So uh, it wasn't nobody coming out of the woodworks. It was just pretty much us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was real good. And so when you think about on-field memories, what do you think about at the um, oh, NFL level? Oh, for the pro level? Uh, yeah. Uh, just winning the first game in franchise history. You know, we are an expansion team, so – we won our first uh, game in franchise history, and we beat the Dallas Cowboys. So, wow, uh, I didn't was, know that. Okay, it was, yeah, it was big, man. Uh, I think they had Quincy Carter. You know, he was their quarterback. They had some talent though, but uh, it was in our home stadium, um, and we we grinded it out, man. I think we won like ten to seven or a close game, but or ten to seventeen ten or something like that. But uh, first win in franchise history, man. So. That was a real big memory. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe one of these years, one of those years in the league, you were almost made the pro bowl for special teams. Like you were like an alternate. So talk about like taking on pride playing special teams. I mean, being 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 a a uh, you know starter, all 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 pro, all American, you know, all conference in college, and then and then when you get the NFL. You got to play, you know what I mean? Like, like you said in high school, whatever whatever you got to do to get on the field. So talk right. about like your mentality and, and, and being a um, a standout special team player as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was coming – I think it came from just, uh, you know, always being willing to, to do whatever it took to, to, to help the team win. Uh, growing up, like I said before, I, I played a ton of positions. I played football. You know, so that transitioned right into special teams. Some plays you tackle, some plays you block, some plays you cover kicks. You know what I mean? It just uh, – it's a lot that goes into it. It's a, it's a it's the third phase of the game. It's like, uh, you know, just like offensive defense, except it's not as many snaps. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, just being willing to, to help the team win, I think that's what's the biggest thing that helped me uh, just transition – from starter to special teams player. Now the um, you dealt with injuries at the uh, professional levels as well, which which end up uh, cutting your career, you know, uh, earlier than I have hoped, and then I definitely know that that you have have hope. So what happened with uh, your injuries at the NFL level? Oh man, you know it's like I said before, it, you playing against men, you know what I mean. So uh, it just takes a toll on your body, man. Uh, you, you're talking the fastest, biggest, strongest uh, people in the world. I mean, some of the best athletes in the world. So uh, just the banging, the constant grind, uh, just everything. Uh, it took a toll on my body, knees. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was going to say knee. Back, shoulders, everything, the neck. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's tough, man. So just uh, the toll, man, take a toll. 
And they, I think they say the average pro career for, you know, just regular players is like three and a half years, man. So I was right at that threshold. I made four years. um, And then the injuries got too much, man. I couldn't play anymore. So four years, Houston, Texas, you're still with Houston as far as the city of Houston. Mm-hmm. Talk about living in the city of Houston. You you decided to remain there afterwards. Oh man, uh, just fell in love with it, man. Uh, everything about it, the culture. I mean, it's it's one of those cities, kind of like Atlanta, man. Uh, as far as uh, just being around, you know, same type of people, black people, and you know, I'm not saying that it's uh, a black city, but uh, it does have a lot of culture that that I'm used to. So I was comfortable with where I was at being here. Um, and obviously my wife loves it here. And one bonus is, uh, no snow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have to deal with the snow. We'd still deal with right. hur- hurricanes sometime, but, uh, uh, for the most part, I mean, we don't flood where I'm at. Uh, my house is pretty much secure. Uh, we're in a good area. So, uh, we love Houston. I mean, Minus the uh, the hurricane. So. Right, 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 right. I, I'm now living in South Florida with my wife, so I, uh-huh. I'm enjoying that lifestyle of no snow as man. well. It's, it's something man. it's something to get used to. Sometimes yeah. around the holidays, like, hey, is it really Christmas? You know, right. being up for Ohio boys, but yep. hey, I, I'm with it, though. <laughs> hey, man, you can't, uh, you can't beat that subtropic climate, you know what I mean? That definitely. It, it's tropical, man. It definitely is. So uh, we love it here. When I also think about Houston, we talked about a little bit earlier. I think about music, man. Music. So, that's right. what's uh, who you think of? You think of like, when you think of Houston music, Scarface, you got Destiny Sound, like who comes to mind? Who represents Houston for you? Oh, man. It's, it's a lot, man. Uh, Slim Thug, when I first got here, was big. Uh, Mike Jones, you know, Ooh. obviously, Mike Jones, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously, your uh, your classics like Ghetto Boys, you know, you always. Uh, right. can pull that out the chamber and, and and ride to that a little bit, but uh, for me, uh, Devin the dude, man, big, 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 oh, big, guy, big Houston guy, so uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, you are a definitely dude. We were in college, you put me on that's the right. Dude. that's right, man. So, definitely a big fan of Houston music scene, man. I love it. And so, how was that transition from NFL? And, and, and now, now you're in the you know regular professional world. Oh man, uh, I'm I won't say it was seamless, but uh, I did have to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, for the next chapter of my life. So uh, one of the things that's big here is you know is the oil and gas industry. So uh, <clears throat> I'm actually working for Exxon Mobil, um, their downstream uh, sector uh, for uh, refining. So I. I do that every day. I mean, I love it. Uh, it helps me support my family and, uh, you know, we have a great life. I mean, uh, financially it's like we never seen a change in, you know, from me playing football to now, I mean, it's, it's been always the same. So, uh, I get up and go to work every day, but you know, that's the only difference. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And so, as you know, the mission of Orange Arrow is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the track, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. Why mm-hmm. is it important for a student athlete to be successful outside of their sport? Oh, man. It's, I mean, because your life depends on it. I mean, uh, 
if you don't have the tools and the, the plan, because that's what it starts with, it starts with the plan to be successful. Uh, it's so many things that can go wrong. I mean, you could, you know, get caught up in the wrong crowd, get caught up in the wrong things. Uh, but uh, if you have a plan and you strive to be successful, man, you can have a great life. There's no limits to anything that you can accomplish, man, if you just uh, have to plan and work for it. Uh, I think that's the best the best advice that I can give. Uh, awesome. Awesome. My brother, Ramon, Quiet Storm, Walker, thank you for your time, man. Time man. is our most valuable asset, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I love you, brother. I'm, I'm glad you, too. you had me on here, man. Thanks. Thanks for Look having me. Look forward to catching up in the near future. Yes, sir.